Prologue The man sat on a flat rock on a barren hillside in southern Spain, a pair of high-powered binoculars on his lap. It was much warmer than any January day in the man's home country, and the glaringly bright sun almost blinded him as he stared out over the blue Mediterranean Sea. In the clear sky above, a white jet stream showed where a large plane was flying in wide, lazy circles. The man ignored it and kept his eyes fixed to the west. At last, he spotted something and raised the binoculars. Another plane leaped into focus. The man could see that it was a big four-engine jet with long, swept-back wings. The line of white cloud it painted across the sky was heading straight toward him. Lowering the binoculars, the man returned his gaze to the first plane. It had stopped circling and was flying in a gentle arc that would bring it onto the same course as the new arrival. As the man watched, the two jet streams slowly converged. He raised the binoculars once more. The two planes were very close now, the second behind and slightly below the first. All at once, the first plane lurched down toward the second plane. A blinding flash made the man cry out and tear the binoculars from his eyes. He blinked rapidly until the world came back into focus, and then he looked up. Where the planes had been, there was only a fading orange fireball. Burning pieces of wreckage fell to earth, trailing long plumes of dark smoke. The man put the binoculars to his eyes and scanned the sky. He recognized the tail of one plane, an engine, and a large section of wings spiraling away from the explosion. Then he saw the orange and white parachute with a body hanging below it. Other parachutes blossomed across the sky. The man placed the binoculars back on his lap. Everything seemed to be happening in eerily silent slow motion. With the naked eye, he could only see the largest pieces of debris, the tail, the section of wing, but he knew there must be a lot more. Finally, a deep booming sound reached him. He focused on the parachutes, not the few carrying men, but two larger ones. Each had a long silver container suspended below. One was coming down fast, the parachute only partly open, the other was higher and drifting out over the sea. The man watched the drifting parachute, surprised that it was traveling so far while everything else was coming down more vertically. Then the debris began to land around him. Most of the pieces were small, the larger bits of plane and the parachutes were landing around the village on the plane below him, but one large piece crashed into the hillside nearby. When things stopped falling from the sky, the man went in search of the large object. It didn't take him long to find it lying at the end of a ragged scar on the hillside. It was round and shiny and slightly larger than a soccer ball. Like a soccer ball, its surface was divided into interlocking hexagons. One side of the sphere was badly dented. The man stood for a long time staring down at the object, then stepped forward and attempted to lift it. It was extremely heavy, but by a combination of dragging and rolling, the man worked his way back around the hillside to the rock from which he had watched the drama. Many years before, part of the nearby hillside had slumped, forming a rocky scar that was so overgrown it was hard to see unless you knew what you were looking for. A couple of days before, an old shepherd had shown the man the scar, 
and told him a local legend about the ghosts of long-dead Roman soldiers coming out of a hole in the hillside and stealing sheep. The shepherd had scoffed at the tale, calling it a fairy tale to scare children, but he had found a hole that unwary sheep could fall into and blocked it with a large rock. The man moved to the side of the scar and located a rock that looked less weathered than the others. With much effort, he worked the rock loose and shoved it to one side. A cool draft of air from the dark hole chilled the man's sweat-stained face. Ghosts, he said under his breath, and laughed. As soon as his heart rate slowed, the man mopped the cooling sweat off his forehead and set to work hauling the piece of debris up the slope and into the hole. A final push saw the round object disappear into the dark.